Hello everyone and welcome back to Premier League Procrastination. We did not expect him to score goals or to even be playing. I thought it was just going to be a bench warmer. Actually, four goals it was and, decent. and a last minute penalty. What he's, a player. He's almost the complete striker. I'd love for them to go down, but I think they'll manage to survive. He gets players, especially when they're defending in training, to hold half a tennis ball. Hello everyone and welcome back to Premier League Procrastination with me and Tom Hutchinson. Episode 8 today and it's our Game Week 4 preview. Let's just cut straight to the chase, shall we? Yeah. Crystal Palace versus Spurs. An exciting game first up on Saturday lunchtime. Also includes my player not to watch for the week. Wilfred Zaha, and I'm going to get a lot of slack from Palace fans, I don't care. He's just not very good. He's going to spend half the time on the floor, in my opinion. Yeah, so and I'm... also Nuno's going to play really boring football. Um, yeah. So Zaha's going to get no space on the ball because it's just going to be uh, Patrick Vieira's side charging forward, looking like the better team. And then somehow Son will score on the break and it will be 1-0 to Spurs and that will be the final score. Uh, and you think Palace, you know, they drew to West Ham in their last game and West Ham arguably are a bit I think better than Spurs I can't lie I prefer to watch a West Ham game I think they're going to finish above them I think they've been six so really? far this season you think they'll finish above Spurs yeah yeah I think a player for your fantasy is definitely Conor Gallagher I think he's going to be in all around the goals and the assists this season uh, yeah I, I, I just think Spurs will win 1-0 but Palace will look like the better team yeah, I think Spurs are going to come away for a fourth consecutive 1-0 win in the league, uh, maintaining their perfect start. Uh, classic Nuno ball. Not much else to say about it, is it really? there? Like you say, Palace will probably have their moments, but I think Lloris is always solid in goal and will maintain his 100% clean sheet record. And Yeah, Spurs will run out the 1-0 winners in this one. Now, moving on to a relegation six-pointer this early in the season. Four I know. games in. Bottom against second bottom. We are, of course, talking about the clash at the Emirates between Arsenal and Norwich. Exactly. Uh, Big competitors. I don't know how Arsenal are going to scrape anything from this game. Really? Yeah. You think they're going to struggle? Yeah, I think they are. I think Big Daniel has got to come out with the winning attitude against Arsenal with his Norwich side. And if Ben White's playing in a back two, then all Norwich have to do is just high press. They just have to do high press. Uh... And if they do that, they'll win 2-1. Yeah, I think there'll be I've, goals in this game. I can't see Norwich not conceding, considering the amount of goals they have been conceding. I think, yeah, I think the thing is, joking aside, Arsenal desperately need a win. And, you know, Norwich have had a very difficult start to the season. Obviously, they've been a bit shunned by the fixtures. I mean, they are due some luck at some point. But I just can't see it coming in this game. I think Arsenal will. I think their quality will preside over you know, Norwich's fight. I think Norwich will put up a good fight and I think it will be a close game. Um, and like we said, I think Norwich is going to be absolutely fine, but I don't think we should judge them just quite yet. But I think I when think they Arsenal... start playing some teams around their yeah. level and then if they're still losing, then you can go, yeah, OK, Norwich are a bit screwed. They signed yep. Ozan Kabak in defence, which is good a signing. decent signing. Yeah, I think it's a good signing. I think Brandon Williams, he was at mistake for the game week three's goal, wasn't yeah. he? But uh, I think he'll come into the game. He's only just started, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's only a young, only young lad. He hasn't really had a, a long run of games at United for a while. So obviously he's a bit, you know, lacking on that game 
that sort of match day awareness. So exactly, I mean, and whenever I've good, watched him, signing. he's an attacking fullback. He's not defensive yeah. at all. Uh, he he can cut he can cut in, cut inside yeah. on his right foot, and he can score. He can score goals. He, he's, oh, I think I've seen him for Man yeah. U. Norwich's system sort of does allow those attacking fullbacks. If you sort of think back to when they were in the Premier League two years ago, when they had Jamal Lewis and Max Ahrens, um, yeah, they were both they both sort of excelled in that system. So obviously. Brandon Williams, you know, for United fans, hopefully will continue his development. So my score for this game, I'm going to go 2-1 to Arsenal. I think they will get their first one of the season, but Switched I think it's going to be close. So yeah, we're obviously opposing views on this game. I mean, I think partly you've done that just because you want to laugh at Arsenal. But. No, I seriously do. I have serious really? belief that Norwich will get something. I think they're, they, they were close to getting something in their last game. It was just very unlucky. Yeah. I think this game... Yeah, you know, I think it'll it'll do do them good. Yeah, well, I think Brentford versus Brighton is actually going to be one of the games of the weekends. We were speaking beforehand, saying that this could be a tasty little fixture. You know, it's two sort of attacking-minded teams facing off, and they both have the potential to you know be on either side of a three-nil victory or three-nil drubbing, and and I think you know. Brentford have proved themselves more than worthy of being in the Premier League so far this season. Brighton have had a better start than many would have predicted for them, especially us. You know, we said, I mean, I had them going down and, you know, they've won their first two games, which shut me up. I think their managers are quite similar. You know, they're quite, you know, they're younger. They're quite happy to concede goals if it means that they don't forfeit their system, if you you know what I mean. Um, And I think this could be, like we say, an exciting game. I've gone for two all in this one. Oh, I think Brentford, they play a football where everyone defends and then everyone gets forward. And I like the whole team spirit that they have. I think they're better than Brighton. Uh, and actually, Mbermo is actually my player to watch this week. Uh, he's hit the woodwork twice so far. I think this this game week four is going to be the time where it goes in the back of the net. I think that the way Brighton play, he seems to hang out um, over the halfway line whilst everyone else seems to go back and defend and they seem to play off hoofball to Burma at times and I think that's I think that's going to be quite crucial in this game. I think it'll be 2-1, Brentford will win. I think Malpay will score against his old club. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think Brighton, I reckon Brighton will get better as a team as they go through. I mean, they signed Cucurella on, it was deadline day, wasn't it, when he came yeah. in. I think that's a really good signing for them. Um, but yeah, I think 2-1 and you think 2-1. 2-2. I think 2-2, although, like you say, I do completely agree about Brentford have that team spirit and it's great to see. Uh, like we said before, their quality of their players, you know, a lot of their players probably aren't Premier League quality, but they're lifted to that by, you know, the togetherness and the, the, the team sort of atmosphere that's been built by Thomas Frank, which is which is great to see. It's great to see. Leicester versus Man City. Probably the best game on paper of the weekend. Two Definitely. top six cl- two top six clubs I think this will be the the game which has the highest quality of football this weekend I think City obviously on the back of those two 5-0 wins Leicester you know scrapped to that 2-1 win against Norwich last weekend or last game week sorry Um, I think City will be tested and I've actually gone for a Leicester victory I've gone for a 3-1 to Leicester City in this game I think obviously City were tested away at Spurs you know, obviously, the last two games have been at home when they've absolutely trounced Arsenal and Norwich. 
but those are the two teams at the bottom of the table. I think Leicester are better than Spurs, actually. And I think that, you know, Brendan Rodgers knows how to beat City and I think that he could do it again this week, game week. I reckon that what you've said is a load of crap and I think that Man City are not going to lose to Leicester. I think they'll win 3-1. I've even wrote in my notes here, I would love to see Leicester win. I think Vardy will score. I think he'll score a goal. But if you're Leicester City City and you're playing Mark Albrighton on the wing still, no disrespect to the man. He's obviously won the Premier League, but he's not good enough, is he, really, if you want to be challenging teams like this. Playing players like that, you know, they're, they're centre-halves. They've brought in Vestergaard. They've got Sunchu, who's made quite a few mistakes so far this season. Fafana's out, who's arguably their best centre-back. They've got Johnny Evans, who's quality, obviously. But, I don't know, you just, look at, you just look at the teams on paper, apart from maybe, in my opinion, I think the midfield's pretty evenly matched. I think everywhere else on the pitch, Man City are just a joke. And they're just unbeatable, really. I They've already lost. Yeah, to Spurs, mate, on the first game of the season. It means nothing. They've literally won they've literally won the title after losing the first game of the season. Well, I've just got a good feeling about Leicester. I think they're gonna win this one three one. Yeah, okay. We'll tweet about this one when Man City are winning and all the Leicester (laughs) players are on their arses. I'd love to be proven right, but actually I don't think I will be. Exactly. (laughs) But we know. We move on. We move, we move on, on to Manchester. The other Manchester club, actually playing in Manchester. Manchester United versus Newcastle. The big story of this game is obviously Cristiano Ronaldo is back. CR seven has returned to Old Trafford, and he's having the number seven <sighs> by the looks of it. Cavani's moving to that twenty-one. Well, that's what they sold Dan James, wasn't it? So exactly, they literally Cavani only sold him for the, for the shirt number, so Cavani can Sh- go for his Argentine shows number. Shows how much he meant to uh, Cavani. Can show his Argentinian number, is it, mate? Yeah, is exactly. he Argentinian? He is now. He's, a, he's, is he? a, he's as Argentinian as um, what's the Brighton player? Oh, McAllister or whatever. McAllister. <laughs> Alexis. Alexis Just McAllister. Cavani is Uruguayan. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, exactly. That's that's my. You were gonna say it's all the same then. <laughs> <laughs> then then we never are going to win the World Cup, are they? So. No. Uh, well, I mean, Uruguay did win the World Cup. A very long time ago, and yeah. now England are ridiculously good. Yeah, <laughs> chance. <laughs> England haven't got a chance either mate and you know it exactly um, yeah so what are your thoughts on this game at Old Trafford uh, well Man you will win because they're at home yeah. I think Steve <laughs> Bruce will just lock up shop and it might be a 1-0 or a 2-0 I think it'll be a quite boring game I don't think I can't see Newcastle coming out all guns blazing like they have in a couple of the It'd games it would be great so if far. they did though wouldn't it yeah it would be great and maybe they could show Man U I, play. I think with Varane though playing as well he did look good at Molyneux. He looked he, solid. This is a weird saying, but it's he's a defender that actually likes defending. Mm. He he likes to he likes to throw a tackle in. Old I, I think he's a bit of a leg breaker, which is good. Mm. I think it's nice to have someone like that because Maguire's Maguire likes a challenge, but I, I think he's just better in the air. And yeah, he he's a bit more with the ball at his feet. I remember watching him when he was at Hull, and then when he moved to, first moved to Leicester, and he used to do those drives and runs through the middle of the pitch. Yeah, I just think that he does it, he's done it for England quite a lot as well, didn't he? The Euros, he's that driving run through the midfield, and he'd find himself with a nosebleed in the six-yard box. Exactly, and you think, you know, I just I I can't see Newcastle getting anything from the game. Maybe 
with Man United still playing Fred, you never know what can happen with that guy on the pitch. I, I sort of quite liked him end of last season. I think he looks good when he's got another holding mid with him because it allows him to charge about like headless chicken. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I just love Man U to play Donny van de Beek and Matic and bin yeah, Fred off. They, they won't, will they? No, I, I just I know Matic is a complete. Well, everyone, well, people say he, he's a bit of an old man now and he's, he's not very mobile or agile. But have him in there as your experience holding mid. Donny van der Beek, what's the point in signing him if you're not actually going to give him minutes? Play Fernandez as an attacking yeah. mid and then you can still play Pogba out on the wing. Because Pogba in yeah. midfield, it, it's just, it just doesn't really work, especially with a player like Fred who isn't good enough to carry Pogba's laziness, really. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I, I don't know how I feel about Pogba out on the wing. I think you should actually play him in midfield. But yeah, but the whole point of Pogba is what he gets more assists and he gets more involved in the game when he's when he's playing that sort of wide midfielder role. He's not out on the wing. He cuts no. in and he's 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 just wide. He just finds that pocket of space on that left hand side. And when you give him a bit of space, it's his passing. It's his passing. Yeah. It's not the fact he can beat players. It's not the fact he's good at tackling. It's none of that. He's not a Kante. He's not. He's not on a Damatray or is he? He's he is literally a passer and his 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 through balls when he's got space and time are unreal and he's yeah. a creative master. He really is. But he needs space to do so. I mean, obviously, on top of all that, you've got to factor Ronaldo's return to the team, and and I think it'd be really interesting to see how he actually fits into the team. I don't know how Ollie's going to do it. In all honesty, I mean, obviously, he's going to start. There's no questions about that. Yeah, where's where's he starting? Who's but he... Where's he, is he starting over Sancho? Is he starting over Greenwood? He'll I mean, just play be... off. He'll play off the left, won't he? It maybe he'll play yeah. off the left. Maybe Pogba will get moved. Well, but it's because yeah. I mean, you look at when he was last at United, and he used to sort of coming off that left hand side doing all the tricks. Um, I don't know. I don't think you could play him as a centre forward. No, I think I think this is going to be quite an unpopular view, but I've seen a few people sort of tweeting about it and stuff. And I, I mean, obviously, I understand the whole romance of it and him moving back to United, but I think in the long run, it could actually be somewhat detrimental to them because it's like when England were playing at the Euros and everyone wanted Grealish and Mounts and Foden to play, you know, every, all United fans and Ole, you know, actually strikes me as the person that's going to want to play Ronaldo and Sancho and Greenwood and Fernandes and Pogba and, and you know, Cavani yeah. and all you these players. You look at players. the squad and it's so exciting, but... yeah. Again, when you've got players like like Fred, yeah, I I mean I don't know how it's going to all play out, but it will be interesting to see, and I I, I think it's going to work for him. I think it's going to be three 0 to United in this game. Yeah, I, I wonder if they will just start you know, throw Ronaldo in to start. I, I don't know. Thing is, I I wonder if they signed him because City were going to sign him. Yeah, like with the Sanchez deal, where they just had no choice. Because Man United are Man United, they can sign whoever they want. Yeah, they can well, have anyone. Anyone they can have. Yeah. Um, I, don't I don't know. know. It will be interesting, but um, he's obviously going to score goals and score headers. I mean, Sancho putting balls into the box for Ronaldo is actually a very exciting prospect. Yeah, if Sancho gets involved in the game. Yeah, well, it might be another Van der Beek. You don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Southampton versus West Ham next game. I actually think West Ham could be tested here I think this is West Ham's first real test of their sort of lack of squad depth following obviously the international break where you know 
to their credit, a lot of their players are now playing for their country. But obviously they're travelling around the you know Europe and the world and they're coming back and if players aren't 100% fit, they haven't got the depth in the squad. You know, I think they have the smallest squad in the league. I'm not 100% sure on that one, but they obviously didn't sign a lot of players in the window. Southampton have looked good as well, actually. I think after I predicted... They obviously took it personally when I predicted them to finish 20th and uh, are fighting back. Exactly. They probably but, um, have a picture of you in their changing room. <laughs> it's just covered in... Just, just our logo in the middle of a darts board. Exactly. Something like that. Um, I, I, I actually think West Ham will come out on top. I think their quality will, will preside. And I think David Moyes has done a very underratedly good job there. He has. He has done a good job. He came in and they were just sort of a club which seems to always sign quite well and then it never really goes anywhere. But he seems to be having some sort of momentum going. And I'd, I'd love to see him do well again. And they've got Euros, haven't they? Which means means quite a lot. I, I think, I'm, I'm hoping they'll play yeah. well. I'm hoping they'll do a good job in there too. I, there's no reason as to why not. No, they've looked, they, well, I think they've got three wins from three as well, haven't they? Or, exactly. No, it's, or it's, was it, they drew one. So drew they're, one. they're second in the table though, aren't they? So they're yeah. still seven points from the first two, three games is, is very good. It's, it's awesome. Um, we, did a, we did a tweet where we basically asked which captain is better out of James Ward-Prowse and Declan Rice and it was a resounding James Ward-Prowse vote Southampton fans like Seth said before this podcast are very very protective of James, James Ward-Prowse, Ward-Prowse. Uh, I, I, I think he is a game changer Ward-Prowse yeah, he's, I, he, he's arguably the best player you, you know if you're in if you're if you're struggling for a goal well you just win a free kick on the edge of the box and he can put it in the net for you whereas with Declan Rice if you're struggling he's not really a man is he no, he's, he looks, he's good. He's good if you're winning one nil or whatever. He looked really good for England. Well, him and uh, yeah. Phillips last night were both fantastic. But yeah. it was also hungry. So. So what's your prediction for this one? Two nil to the Hammers. Same. Uh, same here. My plan not to watch is in this game. Oh. Shay Adams. <laughs> After I <laughs> potentially said he was going to be my player to watch. <laughs> Before we start recording, I just think that he is not really good enough. I think he's going to have too much on his shoulders. I know they've brought in the other striker as well, but I just think I just I just feel bad for the bloke really, and I think he's not going to have much to do this game. I think it's just you just look at him and you just think you're not going to score anything more than ten goals a season. If he can get ten goals a season, that's a good season for him. That's a ridiculous season for him. That's an outrageous season. Yeah. Right, well, I think we need to start moving things along here. Um, so, Watford versus Wolves, the Premier League procrastination derby. Obviously, I'm a Watford fan. Tom is a Wolves fan. Um, obviously, Watford fans, after the transfer window, sort of rating it a good 7.5, 8 out of 10, but they're quite unhappy with our centre-back options. We only have four first-team centre-backs, and one of those is off to the Africa Cup of Nations in January, I believe. So, only four? So o- only four? We're- We've got four We're, or five as well. Oh, no, we've got five and we play a three at the back and two of ours are off to African Cup of Nations. And out of our senior options, one of them's 19 years old. So we'll have we'll, we'll be playing und- and undoubtedly Wolves will be playing with Connor Cody, a 19-year-old, and Max Kilman. Nice. So, nice. sorry, I just wanted to trump you there. 
Yeah. <laughs> so basically, both Watford and Wolves fans are unhappy with their centre back options, which could equal goals. But I've I've gone for a one one draw. I think you know Wolves will eventually score because they play Watford, and Watford are renowned for like allowing teams their first goal of the season or allowing teams their first win of the season. Exactly. Why do you think it's going to be a Watford draw? are one of those clubs where you say, oh, Thingy hasn't ever scored in the last yeah. three years, and then he scores a hat trick. Uh, I honestly think that even though Wolves haven't scored or got a point. The way we play, I feel like we're going to come come up against Watford. I think Wolves are going to come up against Watford. I just can't see you getting anything from the game, Seth. I can't lie. I can't lie. I don't care about this poll that I put out about Adamo and Saar, who's better. Adamo is better than no, Saar. No, he's not. He is, mate. He is. Marcel is going to pocket Saar on the week on on that weekend. He's going to pocket Who's him. Marcel. Exactly, mate. You, you'll you'll know by the end, and Saar will flipping know. Saar will know when he's been two footed. And Wolves yeah. are going to win. They won't keep a clean sheet, but they'll win 3 1. 3 1. Oh, God. I hope not. I mean, I can see it happening. Drink our hat trick. Oh, right. Well, let's see if that comes true. Right. Chelsea Aston Villa. I didn't have any notes for this game apart from the fact that um, my player to watch will be Mason Mount. I think, you know, he's been. He's looked. He has looked very good this start of the season, but he hasn't really had that stand up performance. I think he's due one of those. He looked very good for England last night. And yeah, he, he was. He was going through the motions, wasn't he? Yeah. Especially so in that think, second half. I think that will be good. That'll be good for his confidence and his form. And I think this will be the game that he sort of really announces himself this season. I've gone three 0 Chelsea. I don't have much to say about Villa. I think this isn't. This is the type of game that they might be challenging for at the end of the season when they've had a whole season with their squad after they've had that bit of an overhaul. But I can't see them really putting up a fight this this early in the season after such a huge change in their. Whole squad dynamic really after selling Grealish and signing, you know, all those good players. I think Free that, list Chelsea. I think that you're right. I think Chelsea win. However, I would like to see Villa sort of change their way they play for this, and I'd like to see them do some sort of counter-attacking football. I'd like them to play two old in mids, maybe, maybe playing Nakamba and Douglas Louise. Who Douglas Louise? They did well to keep hold of him. I think he's got absolute quality. Yeah. That whole since he got a buyback clause. They probably uh, have. I think it's gone now. Oh, really? I think it's gone. I think it was See, there, uh, and now it's gone. Aston Villa fans really don't like Nkamba. I, so, well, I don't know why I said that. So Nkamba, yeah. They, they, well, they don't like him, but they, they know that he can do a job if you're sitting back and not really doing much all game. Yeah, and well, I don't think they will be. be. Is that or you play maybe a two up front and you go Watkins and Ings, maybe play a three at the back, give Axel yeah. a start... With a oh well, it depends. If Mings is still out, they can't really do a three at the back. That would be no. that would be death because then it'd be House, Twanzebe, and Konza. That'd be God. That's an interesting back three, isn't it? Yeah, that would be interesting. So yeah, maybe just a back four, maybe a two up front, maybe like a four four two or something like that. What's your score prediction for this one? Oh, I don't think there'll be a lot of goals. I think that I think Esri Konza is one of the most underrated centre backs in the league. I think he's absolutely quality. He's absolutely quality. He's he's better than Mings. He's their best centre back. Yeah. He doesn't make mistakes. Mings always has a mistake. Konza just doesn't have, doesn't make a mistake. He's fantastic. He seriously is. He's one to watch. I think that Chelsea will win. I think it'll be like a two nil, maybe right. a th- maybe a three one. But I, I just can't see Villa conceding three. Two nil. I think I can. All right, last two games of the season, and we're going to run through these very quickly. Although Leeds Liverpool is an exciting game. I think you should expect goals. I'm going for three two. I think 4-0 to Liverpool. 
I think Leeds will do their thing where they just don't change the way they play and Liverpool will have so much space. You have players like Mane, Salah, Jota doing their arch, you know, diagonal runs in behind and I just don't think Leeds have got anything to stop them. It's just too much pace there. You can't go out against Liverpool and do this man-marking one-on-one because the Liverpool players will just lick their lips at that. It'll be 4-0. 4-0. Well, I think Leeds will score. I think Liverpool will concede twice, but I think Van Dijk. I think with Van Dijk back, John Matip's been playing quite well. I can't see. I, I can't Matip, see them. Conceding. I think Matip's due a disaster of a game, and I think that will happen when he's put the pressure by the Leeds players. But I can see Liverpool coming out on top. Last game, and why is this game on TV? Who's why is it on TV? It? Honestly, Everton, who cares? Burnley. It's because Ev- it's because now Burnley are a top ten club after they signed two players. <laughs> they signed Collins and Cornet, haven't they? And they no, think, what's his name? Roberts. Rob. Oh, is it Colin? Ro- Connor, Connor Rob. Is it Colin Roberts? Yeah. Yeah. Connor yeah. Roberts. That's the one. That's the one. Wow. Yeah. Here we it's go. How much we know about Burnley? It's how much we care. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but you know, I, I don't. I keep saying you know, like you do all the time. I've got that's a really bad habit. I need to get out of. I think with Everton having Benitez, in it's been phenomenal so far. They got Solomon Rondon in on a free. What a signing that is. Yeah, it's fantastic. Five years ago. He's fantastic. He's past it. He's not past it. He's thirty-one, and, and what he does is he's a beast. Honestly, he probably had the best the best hold-up play in the Premier League when he was here. Absolutely class. He was class at Newcastle. Completely underrated at West Brom. If they didn't have Rondon playing, he was they were an awful awful worse side for it. I just I just think that's brilliant. I, I think with Dominic Calvert-Lewin, hopefully he's fit. I'm going to keep him in my fantasy because they said he wasn't. He was a bit iffy for the last one. I know he's not in the England squad. Maybe two weeks will do him good. Um, yeah. Yeah, Everton will win. It will be like a 2-0. Yeah, I'm going 0-0. It, it's it's I, never been a high-scoring game, this. I, the last no. few games have been 1-0s, 2-0s, 2-1s. I just can't see either team breaking each other down. I think if Calvert-Lewin's out as well, which he might be, and I hope he is for your fantasy team. Calvert-Lewin uh, out, it would just be Rondon in it, or business as usual. You can't see Everton with Richarlison, Gray, Townsend. You, you can't see them breaking down a Burnley side. No, I, can't. I think Burnley are too resilient at the back. They are a resilient they'll team, match, definitely. I think they'll match Everton all the way, and I think it's going to be nil-nil. I don't know how on earth they, they even... I don't even know where their goals come from. I don't know where they get their points. I think they must like have like a chief hacker that hacks into the Premier League table and changes their points total. Because I just don't understand where their points come from. Well, no, there's Ashley Barnes seems to have a run of about five or six games uh, where he scores every game, scoring them one nils, and then the and all the Burnley fans are like, "Whoa, he's amazing! Ashley Barnes the- is amazing!" and then. Oh, we hate Barnes. Oh, he's been out for ages. He's injured again. He's come back in. He's playing over Matty Vidra. Why is that? Vidra's amazing. The moment I put Barnes, when he's having this amazing run in my fantasy team, he stops scoring. So maybe I'm just responsible for Burnley's status in the Premier League. Exactly. You're the reason maybe, that they, don't, they haven't hit top 10 religiously put, years and years. Maybe I should put Barnes in my fantasy team now. To uh, to start it early so he doesn't score all season. Exactly. Now Sean Dyson magician, you never know. There could be. Yeah. I'm being very old with Burnley. I'm glad that they finally signed some players and broke their transfer that's record. Some players, haven't they? Yeah. Well, Cornets are really. Yeah, Fifty I think that's million isn't much for transfer record. And they kept it? Dwight McNeil, which is good. Um, yeah. So anything on, could happen. On Neil Neil, you've gone 
2 0. 2 0. And that's it for this week. That for is this week's that's predictions. Our, that's our preview. Preview. Yeah. That, let's know everything. what you let you know. Let us know what you think of the uh, of our dubious opinions on Twitter. Get involved with our Twitter debates if, if you're yes. still listening now. Yes, definitely do. I mean, if you listen this far, you must be somewhat interested in what we have to say. So give us a follow on Twitter. Why not? You know you want to. And that's all from us. So we'll uh, we'll see you on the next one.